Dat had iets. Is your viewer still there? Uh, no, I mean, he might show back up. I don't know. Uh, Ryan and Ayla, they got their own like little uh, thing going on. If he doesn't show up, I'm going to be pissed. I think we should kick him out of the site if he doesn't show up. I'll be talking to him again tomorrow because we usually are playing like a, a ghost hunting game <laughs> or something. I decided to move on from it. I, I didn't even bother acknowledging it. I'm just joking anyway. He's probably a great guy. All right, then. With that very deflating moment of technical difficulties on audio that I, like, I solved because the issue I caused. We're back. And we're live now, so I think that just started recording. But back from the technical difficulties, uh, we don't got much longer to, I guess, much more to talk about in this episode. Uh, I think we, we stopped talking. I stopped talking because I was talking to myself for the entirety of that first half of the podcast. You uh, were talking about how terrible a person the uh, the father is. Endeavor. I wasn't talking about how bad of a father he was. I was just I, I, I was just saying that like his know, daughter. General consensus is that everybody in his family hates him and that he acknowledges that and he's trying to make amends and that basically the language he used when talking with his children was that it was his fault and it wasn't like a matter of opinion or something he's like i'm gonna try to make it right now and everybody in this in the family hates him his daughter doesn't yeah, most of them well, she is trying to make it right but you can tell she's trying to patch things up a little bit it doesn't sound yeah like i don't think she has any resentment towards him though from what i could tell yeah, it's weird that she wouldn't like empathize with her mother when she's been beaten by this guy and everything where is this him punching her can't i don't understand i really don't understand that because as far as i can tell like a breeding like a breeding like vessel yeah but she consented it was like she got raped how do we know from i can tell the mother didn't seem like she was raped as far as i can tell dude she she was scalding water on her son's face because she he reminded her of her. Like, that's some pretty deep trauma. Yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with her having her will taken from her in terms of like, sexual orientation. I think you just want that to be the case. No, I really don't know, but I just like... I mean, I got some insight because a friend who really wants to talk to me about my hero academia from where he is, but... Um, some of that I don't really know. I really can't answer that because I don't know. Yeah. But like I said before, like I don't know. I, 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 as like I endeavor, as you said, endeavor's trying to make it amends. He's, um, he's not asking for forgiveness. He's just trying to fix what he started, uh, now because he's he's realized that he's trying to, uh, part of the part of the role that was given to him from All Might was to ensure everybody's future. He started thinking about that. As he started thinking about the futures that he's already ruined, right? So now his children, he's like, like crap. Now these kids are like connected to my career. I better spend some time with them. It makes him seem like such more of a worse person. I don't think like he what he's done is unforgivable. I will say that I don't think he's a totally unsavable guy. Because I mean, a guy who was that it was a dick. He wouldn't be having these. 
self-reflections. Which, yes, he's having them late, but he's having them at all. Mm-hmm. Most bad people would not be having a self-reflection. Did you know that Hitler loved dogs? I'm pretty sure Hitler liked a lot of things. Besides, like, there is no comparison. There is no comparison to Hitler and Endeavor. Why are you making these drastic comparisons? I'm just saying that Hitler loved dogs. You're the one. It's funny. I said Hitler, and you immediately thought of Endeavor. That's the only you would think of it. Hitler has no bearing on this thing. I didn't bring up Endeavor. I just said Hitler, and immediately you're like, why are you connecting it to, to, to Endeavor? I'm like, oh, man, I didn't say that. You're the one. There's that no that. reason you would bring up Hitler. There's no, he has no bearing on this. What if I just felt like there was a lot of tension in our conversation and I was trying to like change the subject or something and you just thought... Right, right. I don't know what you came back to. He brought up Hitler. Apparently, I know he's in his mind, he's this sub connection he's trying to make to Endeavor. I don't know what connection he's trying to make here. He's eventually going to make it. Because I don't know what you came back to. I don't know if you can hear him. I mean, I'll give him a couple minutes to speak into the microphone to see if he's here, but I, I can't guarantee that he can hear him. Is someone on, is someone on the podcast right now? Yeah, Rye came back. Oh, cool. Can you hear me? Can I you hear me? It's for eating apple pie. It's delicious. Homemade apple pie. I hope you hear me. You just barely... Yeah, he can hear him. Oh, cool. I fixed everything. I mean, I still got to go back and fix what I broke earlier on, but that's not happening tonight. But, um, I'm going to go on music list right now, too, so I can figure that out. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I broke whatever I was trying to fix. I was trying to be smart and try to fix the issue I was having with, like, having audio in the background on the same track. I really wanted to separate Jock's voice from the music so that way I could boost his audio in the case people couldn't hear him. That worked out well. But, um... Besides that, I ran. I went on Endeavor. But, uh... Endeavor's trying to... At least he's... I mean, Natsu was the one who really freaked out. Toto, uh, Shoto just sat there and just ate noodles and, like, first congratulated Endeavor as the hero. But also talked about that, you know, he's waiting to see if he really has changed. Yeah. So it's like, but not so believe he hasn't changed. Um, he believes it's all a facade. I feel like a lot of Natsu, his his second oldest son, a lot of his issues, because that's the second time he brought up. T- uh, is it Toyo? Is the name of the missing kid? I forgot the name of the name. Uh, I think it's Toyo. It's the second time he's brought him up, and it's always he's always been angry in conjunction with that name. Why are you? Why are you making Velveeta? I keep on hearing this. You even need to stop eating so much cheese. Sorry, but uh, what what do you say, Joe? Velveeta's pretty badass. You get some Velveeta, mix it up with some paste piccani sauce, and uh, throw in a little Monterey Monterey Jack cheese to make it nice and gooey. Um, and a uh, and a whole Jimmy Dean sausage, just cook it up and throw it in there. You got yourself some really, really good nacho dip. Or it's actually better with Fritos, but nobody knows what a Frito is. I know what a Frito is. What are you talking about? I just like people, like, Fritos are, like, obscure compared to nachos. You talking about Fritos the chip or, or something else entirely? Uh, Fritos the chip. 
Okay. Uh, Toya. The name of the missing kid is Toya. <laughs> um, Toya could totally be Dobby if that's what you're getting at. I just don't really know. I mean, Toya is the missing kid. Like, that's what I was saying. Toya is like, because it seems like, uh, it seems like, uh, Natsuo, his second oldest son, has a lot of problems of him in conjunction with Toya missing. Because I could see, like, anytime he speaks to his name, he gets really upset. This is this isn't the first time he got really upset missing missing him, but uh, as he he walks out, he storms out, pretty much saying that you know you haven't changed stuff like that. Uh, his oldest daughter, well, his only daughter, is like trying to bring the family together again. Well, I would have to say it's kind of weird that she doesn't seem to hold any of that resentment. But then again, when he was fighting that Nomu, she didn't hold any of that resentment either when talking to her um younger brother. Um, yeah, but I don't know. That's the weird thing. Like, she adds the intrigue to the whole thing that she is willing to make it up because everybody else is completely united front about this. She's got that basic, like, middle child, like, thing going for her, which is really interesting, but, like... I, I think she's the oldest, though. But she's got that middle child, like, personality going. She definitely doesn't look like the oldest, but, I mean, she could be. Let me look that up real quick. I wanted to make sure. I thought she was. The, I could have sworn so I read somewhere that she was the oldest. Fuyumi is her name. I thought she was the. I know she's the only daughter. She is the older sister of Shoto and Natsu, the younger sister of Toya. The only daughter of Enji and Rei Todoroki. But it doesn't. She's the, she's definitely the older brother of Natsu. She's the young. She's older than Todoroki. She's older than Shoto and Natsuo, but she's younger than the missing brother. Mm-hmm. So, technically speaking, she kind of is the middle child, but eh, she's, he ain't I'm, he so ain't there right now. The middle child's always been like the peacemaker and the uh, the one that kind of brings people together. But I mean, even with that, even with that jock, Natsuo's kind of unfairly angry because the only thing the only thing he can claim that he kind of did was just not be in his life. And Fuyumi should have that same problem, but he also mentioned what you did to mother or whatever that was. Legitimately he did something to mother. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what, but she's it's They've been saying it straight out. They've been making lots of references. Yeah, I, I to get it. that, but they should be more angry at her too, mainly because she also did something to Shoto. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't be innocent. Is what I'm getting. Is it's her thing. She shouldn't be innocent. Because I'm still in the whole concept. Like, why didn't she leave? Stockholm syndrome aside, she should have been able to leave because she's not powerless. She's she's got a court. Like. And part of the reason why, and part of the reason he, like, those two work together anyway is because, like, you know, Endeavor can't cool himself down. I mean, we were talking about, like, what he could have done to help that situation out, but he can't cool himself down, and she's able to tame the flames. She could have frozen him and thrown him into hypothermia and ran away. She's not weak. So, okay, like, not being weak doesn't mean you have to be, like, violent or something, you know what I mean? You can be not weak and still not want to like freeze somebody I, i'm just i'm just saying that she had all the ability to leave i still believe i still firmly believe that she she can't in my mind she can't be 100 percent innocent so if she, someone's beaten by their husband and they don't leave them 
I think, I think that's a totally different story. I think that's a totally because she. I feel like her situation of endeavor is a little bit different than a normal, like being held captive situation. Like I truly feel, I truly do feel like her situation with endeavor is a little bit different than a normal being, a normal wife being held against her will. That that's just my two cent, fifty dollars. What are you gonna call it? Fifty dollars. So. Why do you defend? Do you know something I don't know? Like, are you gonna turn out and say like later on I told you so because like you know something I don't know about all this? Because like, I d- I don't know, I don't know what's story. really going on. I got I I found out a small implying that like he's done something terrible. I don't know if he's done. I I just feel I just feel like if he did do something at the end of the day, I I people like to the thing is like people. I'm not defending what Endeavor did. I'm just gonna let the flail. I'm not defending what Endeavor did. He what he did was bad, but whenever the conversation of Endeavor and his family come up, Endeavor always gets a lot of the blame, and nobody ever looks at the mother. Cause like she had, she in my opinion, she had as much a, as a, a, much of a grip on that family as uh as Endeavor did. I, I, you, you can sit there and say that she couldn't do this, she couldn't do that. I don't believe that. I believe she could have done anything she wanted because she is just as powerful as he is, in my opinion. But crying out loud, like he, he was, you, he, he made. He, I mean, one of the main reasons he even got her is because. I mean, one of the reasons, well, one of the reasons that we that he flat out set out was like he was trying to make that a perfect kid with his quirk, and he needed some, he needed a, a successor that could use the full extent of his power without getting burnt, mm-hmm. and that's why she was the perfect candidate. So to me, she is an a weak, feral woman. If somebody can deal with Endeavor, she isn't a weak, feral woman. Now, granted, what we saw before that's that completely contradicts that entire statement. But I, I, I don't. I still feel like she's somewhat to blame. She can't be innocent. Yeah, she's in a mental institution, but I don't think she's one hundred percent innocent. I believe that's what we don't know. As far as certain things, I, I know. There's some things I know because I had I, I was talking to a friend and he kind of said some things without spoiling too much for me, but I don't know the, the true relationship between Endeavor and his wife. I don't know um, 100% uh, what what's going on with Toya or what even was go- going on with the family. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, there's quite a few bit, bits and pieces I don't know. And honestly, when we get to those points in the story, I will forget I even got knew that. So I mean, I can't I can't say I know more than you do. But basically, my ravenous is towards like I understand Endeavor has at this point the very big up to, up to this point in the story been been told in in the story wise as this really arrogant, uncaring dude. He's trying to make amends for it. He doesn't he doesn't think he deserves to be um what's the word uh. Uh crap! I forgot the name. I forgot. Uh, he, you know, he is, he he doesn't believe he needs to be turned around because he's done some horrible things in his past, and he's taking he's he's taking he's taking responsibility for it. But I still feel like she has to hold some responsibility. I don't know what that responsibility is, but she can't be innocent. At least one hundred percent, she can't be innocent. Other than scarring Todoroki, which is obviously terrible, like. We know at least we have the full account of that. She like was overwhelmed with emotion. She lost control. Um, you know what I mean? Like we we think that this is a one time thing, as far as we can tell. But other than that moment, like what do we? 
I don't know. I just had this gut feeling that she just can't be 100% innocent. Because I like, I still sit there and say, you, 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 you believe that she couldn't gotten away. I don't believe that. Like, I really don't believe that. I don't know. I don't know what she has done to, for me to strongly believe that. But I 100% believe she could have gotten away. She didn't have. It didn't have to come down to her being so afraid of her own son to burn him in the face. Like you know, stuff I feel like she could have done. Like I really do feel like she just because like she's not powerless. As much as like as much as you can say that maybe Endeavor bit that beat that into her, but I still don't think so. Because she had kids with him. I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't know if that was like forced or not because they don't say that. I mean, and and a little bit. From a really long time ago, right? Like her youngest kid was like, what, eight? You know, six or something. Like, six is a good amount of time for like something to happen. Who, who, and who are we talking about now? Wait, what? Well, like you're saying, she had kids with him. Like, by the time she had kids with him, like the youngest kid was like what, six? Like that was plenty of time for like something to happen. Like a relationship can definitely go bad in six years, plus the nine months of pregnancy. I just feel like there's still some variables. I just, like, the concept that she is 100% innocent doesn't sit right with me. And relationship, like, if this was this bad, most women try to get out. It doesn't, it didn't look like she tried to make any effort. She literally was panicking. I mean, yeah, she was on her phone with somebody. But, um, it didn't seem like she was, like, making plans to leave. She literally was talking about, I can't do this. And he, she turns around and sort of looks at her and she just burns on with a skull. I just feel like there's more, I feel like just, like, I feel like she shouldn't be let off the hook just because, you know, she's this lady, she was this woman in a relationship she couldn't get out of, which I still don't believe. Um, It's one of those things, like, I feel like she is just as powerful as Endeavor. Like, I feel like, but we don't, the problem is we don't know the full extent of her, her quirk, how powerful it actually is. We only know the reason why they end up in a relationship to begin with. On top of that, on top of things, like, it, it doesn't seem like Endeavor was all that bad of a guy because, I mean, she mentions that He's come by the hospital several times. She knows it. She hasn't met with him because she can't do it. But mm-hmm. she only mentioned that... She only mentioned one time, and it was when they first started... I think she said specifically when they, when they first started dating that she mentioned that there was this flower she liked, and she only mentioned it once to him for whatever reason. And apparently he keeps coming, keeps coming around and, leaves, and keeps leaving her the same flower. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there saying, I mean, you can, you can say, I mean, if we go with the idea that she is totally innocent, we can't go with the idea that he's all bad. Like, like I feel like that, like that's, that's two, two extremes that we, like, I feel like you can't go with because we don't know what happened in it. It just feels like complete conjecture at the best. I mean, I mean, I'm saying these accusations all of what I don't know. Like, I still feel like she's got to be responsible for something, besides burning her own son with water, which was ridiculous, by the way. She should have been put in jail for that too. Cause I think abuse—that's considered child abuse—but she wasn't put in a jail. She was put in a mental institution. So that's got to tell you something, right? If they thought it was partially her fault, they would have tried her. It's really hard to hurt a child and end up in a mental mental institution instead of where you should be. Not really. I mean, I'm going to institute something that's not in the show that's been at this point. Uh, racism. People can't, people can't wait to condemn somebody that's 
burn a child and scar them for life. Man, I get out of that, but I just, I feel like, I mean, if there's, and if she's proven to be 100% innocent, I will take that and I, I will eat the hat that comes with that being wrong. But at the same time, I still feel like I, I can't 100%, get, you know, take her off the hook in my mind. Maybe you can, and that's good for you. Maybe you, like, maybe you reconciled all that, but I haven't really reconciled all that. Yeah. Cause I, I look at that, just like things that we don't know about the relationship at all. And I still feel like she's like. You can claim she's crazy and stuff like that, but at the same time, she was still with him, regardless of any real mental hole. I feel like at some point, you would have to, your mind would have to say, I could probably leave. I could probably overpower him because he needs me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I, just don't, I don't know. There's just so many, there's so many variables there with her. She, like, it didn't need to end up with her burning her son and then going and, and then be put into a missile institution by Endeavor or whoever put her in there. Right. So I still feel like she, like there's something going on in that family we don't know about, and I feel like just like it maybe has a lot to do with Toya, and maybe that's really what it comes down to is like Yonato is very like his his second oldest son seems to be really flustered by the fact uh, that Toya isn't there anymore, and the fact that he never got just to know his younger brother, that he was very upset that he didn't know what his younger brother liked. Mm-hmm. Um. And maybe the entire family ain't innocent either. Crying out loud, but I, I don't know. I mean, so, so far, like, it seems like Toru might be the most innocent in my in my mind. Because he's, he's the most traumatized. Because, like, I, I just don't know. Like, I mean, why didn't he put him in a misinterpretation either? I mean, like, she, he was just as tra- traumatized as she was. She, he had the scalding hot water on his face. If Dobby turns out to be. Endeavor's kid, are you going to feel like maybe that guy was traumatized and that maybe this reflects on things a little bit? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the piece on and Dobby being his son, if it's true or not, because a lot of things are leading up to that point that it's true. But um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, he was traumatized. You can clearly see all over Dobby's face. I mean, he was like. He makes a reference right at the end of the episode about how he thinks about it more than anybody else. And then they have that weird, like, blood coming out from underneath his his eye-sewed areas or something like that to, like, build that up. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's clearly is traumatized because he, 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 he went out of his way to, like, augment his face. Yeah. The only thing that seems to be, like, he has from birth is his blue eyes, which, by the way, Endeavor has blue eyes, too. So, um... Yeah, and they actually show a lot of his episode. It's, it's like the first time where you don't see him covered in fire. It took me a minute to get used to that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said before, like, as much as I want, like, I'm willing to take all the brunt that comes with Toya being, being Dobby and what that meant for Endeavor's entire, like, life as a father i'm I'm, i've come to terms with him being a horrible person but i also want him to at least fix things he doesn't need to be redeemed that's what the word he doesn't need to be redeemed as much as him fixing things most of the time when it comes to when it comes to redemption arcs they kind of fall flat vegeta one of the better pieces of evidence that he might be dobby that's like you know you have to read between the lines for it but um 
when he gets scarred by Dobby. First of all, there's the scarred by Dobby in the exact same way that Todoroki was scarred. So that seems kind of telling to me. Do you know there's a sort of weird justice in it? And then when a Hawks is talking to him, he says, well, at least the worst is over now. And he goes, no, it's only begun. And then the next thing he does is meet his kids and say, like, I want to make up. So if you're thinking of it from his perspective and he knows that Dobby is his son and then his son like scarred him in the face the exact way that Todoroki did and then suddenly he decided it's time to like make well the scar was given to him by Noma it wasn't Dobby directly and I don't think Endeavor knows that's his son or even has the iota that is his son I don't think he's thought about Toya in years I think it's one of the main reasons why Natsuo is so angry at him in the first place so it's just pure like dramatic irony that like he has the same scar as his son then I, I can buy that. I'm just trying to see if that's what you're saying. I wouldn't say it's dramatic irony, but I will say I do see what you mean that Scar being in the exact same place. I saw that. I thought about that. Like, we, uh, when I saw it, I was like, that Scar's in the exact same freaking place. I mean, they even show you with uh, Todoroki, Shoto looking at his father, and you can see the Scar was in the exact same place. But um, yeah. I think it's meant to mean something, but I don't think it's like meant to mean anything right now. Because I think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things telling there that that obviously that Dobby and Endeavor have a history, but I don't think it, I don't think Endeavor reali- realizes it if they have any history because I will say that I um that first encounter with them, Dobby was different. Uh, he he never acted that way with Deku. He never acted that way. He acted a little bit differently when he I think did he did he come in contact with Todoroki? Or was he like never in contact with Todoroki at all? Um, when Dobby? Yeah, Dobby. Was he ever in contact with Shoto at all? I'm not familiar enough to be sure, but I bet he wasn't because it'd be a really interesting fight to see those two going head to head. Yeah, that would also that is also true. Maybe he's purposely not been in front of Shoto for reasons so that he didn't have to. Didn't have to explain anything. But yeah, his interaction with his interaction with them though is like weird. I guess speaking of that whole situation, uh, speaking of Endeavor and people liking him, um, you think of Hawks like Hawks' situation like uh, this 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 isn't part of the reason why I don't like him or know why side he's on, but um, I guess this is a little bit later on that confuses me in the manga. They kind of explained it a little bit better here, but I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because I feel like they still haven't explained his entire situation yet. Yeah. But let's try to take on the Hawks now. My take on Hawks, I think that it's... I didn't expect him to be so suspicious, but, like, it's kind of interesting because he's... They picked him for this because they think he's honest and one of the few that doesn't have a big conflict of interest. So it's like, I don't know. I didn't suspect him in the first place, but now he's definitely become a lot more interesting. Well, for one, he's definitely the um, the mole of the mission. Is he though? Yeah, he is. That's the whole. That was the whole thing. That's why he was like, that's why he he's supposed to be in cahoots with League of Villains, but also not. He he is that mole that no one else knows about. 
And that makes sense to me, except like I don't know. It's it's difficult to say that it's been worth it. I haven't seen any way that the good guys have benefited from his moleship so far. I know he's trying to join the league and everything, but like if this is really like I don't know. If this is really like the best they've done so far, do you know what I mean? Then it's weird to um Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I remember reading up to that point and finding out that he was the mole and being up really pissed off and I forgot what it was, but cuz like I I I didn't I didn't know what side he was playing. And that's my biggest problem with his character. That's why I didn't like him when he got introduced. That's why that's why when you sitting there like wondering why was I didn't like him at all whatever. Like what this is like one of the reasons like he is so ambiguous that it's not even fun. Yeah, but I just like I it's they probably want you to feel that way about him, but like I haven't seen a single advantage that the good guys have had because of his moleship. Like Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the point cuz like from the from the way that that those people described him he was supposed to be in there just trying to get intel that would help them in case they would ever come across another villain from the League of Villains that they needed to take down because they were concerned that when All for One uh, jumped in Kamino, everything seems to be stemming from that Kamino situation. Uh, when they had that fight with All Might and All for One, they weren't prepared for him. So I think the whole idea was he's supposed to go in there, learn what he can, and get out. But, um... According to what I can see with his interaction with Dobby, Dobby doesn't trust him. Right. So it's one of those things where I don't think he can get any closer in there. But the other problem he sends too is like he's been giving them so much information, which is how they got into UA to begin with. Have they been able to do a lot of the things they've been able to do for so long because people are wondering where the heck they get this information from. Right. But the other thing too is like I don't understand. Why is Dobby the, the the I guess the the person he's meeting? Cause like, cause I wonder when Hawks was even like when the Hawks start doing this. Because I think back to the first time that the villains got into uh, in season one episode nine, whatever when they were doing the tournament, when that tournament with the training exercise, with the exactly. with the, with the um, was, All Might was in real danger during part of that fight. Well, I guess he wasn't. But he revealed a huge weakness. Right? The other thing is, like, if they've really been that far back, why why is Dobby having a tough time? I mean, that means... Well, Dobby didn't... Dobby wasn't brought in... But Dobby wasn't brought in until, like, the end of Season 1, when they had all the villains come together. So what right does Dobby have to even doubt him at that point? He's been in this longer than Dobby has. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of questions. I don't know. And maybe he isn't the mole? But at the same time, it seems kind of weird that they would say he's a mole, and he's not the mole they're talking about. But that, like, even predates their knowledge of the group in the first place, doesn't it, at that point? Well, I mean, League of Villains didn't even start because uh, Shigaraki was a, a team player. So, no, I mean... Uh, actually, no. No, to the back, because he was working with uh, the Portal dude. He was working with um, a couple other, like, rickshaw villains. Yeah, so he wasn't like a, he wasn't like a team player. He just didn't know how to use his team properly. But but yeah, it predated Dobby, and Toka, and all those people twice from even being involved in all this. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I would think is that maybe Dobby, maybe it's not that Dobby doesn't trust him. He just could care less about 
what Hawks wants because I mean it was quite clear when he said Hawks said that you told me that Devil's gonna be attacked tomorrow. All of a sudden, I'm having dinner of Endeavor and I get jumped. Like it's like, it's like Hawks wasn't expecting to be caught in that crossfire, but unfortunately he was. Right. I'm trying to think of so the raid on the Nomo layer, for example, if Hawks was inside with all this stuff, he But no, because like all night's career. That was a commoner fight. Like that was the last time All Might ever ever fought was during his fight with All for One. Right, but we lost they lost some top heroes in that fight. Like Debilitated, depowered, stuff like that. Like that's just okay. Like I don't know. That doesn't seem like it should be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Hawks seems to be, from what I can tell from here, because I don't know much about Hawks at all, which is why I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I can tell from this one, which everything they show right here is about all I know about him. I don't know how to feel about him, and from the way things are looking, you're right. The heroes didn't benefit from anything he's been doing, and, but, but the but the heroes caught on. The heroes caught on to there being a mole, so I'm kind of confused about if there was a mole that UA sunk in there. Why didn't no else know about it? Yeah, that just seems like a key time to do something about something, doesn't it? Like to let him know, like, hey, these guys have a lot more firepower than you think you should be coming a little more prepared than this but as you can see that's why i don't that's why i don't know what line he is treading it's very confusing and that's probably why i was so upset when i first read it you're probably actually hitting on a nail on the head for me because i didn't know why i was i didn't know why i was so upset with this guy at all or why i didn't like him that that much because i couldn't i couldn't quantify why i i I just didn't trust and care or, or like him at all i think you're quantifying it perfectly actually um, I didn't because expect this to actually been suspicious and been like, "Hey, wait a minute! Why were these guys properly prepared for the attack?" You know what I mean? Nobody would have like questioned Hawks for them coming in because they were already doing a raid. So I don't know. I just feel like there was some times where he could have like helped out a little bit. Maybe we'll find out he has been helping out a lot a little bit, but it just seems like not right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, that's kind of my biggest issue with him as right now. Yeah. So, um... I, so, we're obviously, like, the point of this is going to be to ask a lot of questions. Um, I also, I have to say that one thing that kept coming up in my mind when we were watching this, when I was watching this episode, was that I was starting to wonder if you were right and this was the last season. Um, no, this wasn't the last season. I mean, um, I think there's going to be more, but, um... The, the crater, the crater of the show. Hmm? The pace that they're trying to maintain with this, though, seemed like breakneck. I think they've always been this quick, if I'm being honest. Because, I mean, nothing's ever, nothing's ever, like, stuck around too long. You know, crying out loud, with, with the way they dealt with Chisaki, that was quick. I don't even remember yeah. if the manga was as quick as that one. Not like episode two of the season. Sometimes they go, like really fast in the last one or two episodes but like they're trying to accomplish like a frantic amount with this one like they have the whole Midoriya thing they had the Dobby those Dobby plot they have the Hawks reveal like they were bringing a lot of stuff out all at once I thought but I think that's how he wants to do it though because like I mean because I, I will say about the Deku stuff as we end this 
podcast off. Um, I remember I remember specifically complaining. This is before I even knew about this. I remember specifically complaining that Deku's power, growth in his power hasn't been satisfying to me. Um, specifically for me, I feel like he should be much further along. But it looks like from what we can tell, he's going to receive a power power boost. From what I can, from what we can see from his his dreams, because now he's been speaking with the first creator of uh, all for one for all. Excuse me, <laughs> one yeah. for all. That's alright. I got you. So um, so yeah, like it, it looks like Deku's gonna receive a power boost, uh, because he he got just to see in the reenactment, which is confusing. I don't know how that works. It, it feels like it's the Avatar state, but it's different. <laughs> but um. You see, don't even get me started on similarities between this and Avatar. But um, it it seems like he's the knife user for this, and um, which uh, which is also strange. Cause I also remember All Might saying that he never like when Deku first, cause they bring back when he first activated this back in season two during the tournament thing. When they bring back when he first activated this little thing, All Might said he never he never experienced this. Which is weird. This is the second time he's done this, and now he's seen full-on visions of the previous users. Well, actually, I think the like uh, he saw he sees no he doesn't see all my because he's 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 number eight. So he saw seven. He saw six. I want to say, and maybe four or five. Actually, no five. I think he's seen five because there's still some people that he can't see, and he sees the he, he sees the originator. Cause that's the one yeah, talking to him. Like, seemed to give him some sort of glow up, right? I guess I don't know what he did there. He seemed to say that you know I wanted to show you more, but you can only you can barely access twenty percent. But that's okay, is yeah, what he said. Up, like his scarred hand was like glowing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it might have been a power up. I have no idea. It didn't look any different. If I'm being honest, it just seemed like the veins that po- the veins that pop up. The, uh, hmm? Preview for the next episode. You skipped the previews, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I already saw the title, Class One, um, Class One A versus Class One B. But during the preview, he talks about how his like, powers are changed. Now that my powers have changed, I forget the exact wording, but he taught. Let me jump to it because he uh, he literally calls out his powers and says, "Now that they're different, like blah blah blah, we have this like new challenge to do." I mean, I I can't. I already kind of know what happened. To his power, which is why I skipped it and why I'm not trying to say anything, and you're not making it easy. Sorry. Well, anyway, it seemed like that dream did something to his powers because he said, Now that my powers have changed, blah blah blah. Well, I don't know much about what that dream did, I just know the end result. But, um, like I said before, all I can really tell is that I don't know what was going on there, but he was clearly seeing what happened in the heyday of All for One. Um, and you saw what happened with him and his younger brother, which we always hear about that, but we never see it, which is, it's a good time we get a chance to see it for the first time. Um, yeah. I'm still kind of curious about how, I guess how he's still alive inside one for, I mean, I think, I think all my answer is something about maybe to take a piece of themselves when they transfer the power over. Is that maybe what, maybe how that's working? But I'm actually kind of surprised too, of all the people he's talking to, I'm surprised he's not talking to, uh, what's her name? The, uh, all my predecessor. She hasn't spoke. She hasn't spoken at all to him, which is even weirder. Considering how much she's wrapped up on all this. Yeah. 
You think he used to be speaking to number seven at least? Because number eight's not dead yet. Number eight's not. Oh yeah, All Might's not dead yet. Um, you think he'd be speaking to number seven? Maybe he's just gotten around. He doesn't seem to have a lot. It's more like number seven hasn't spoken to him. He doesn't seem to have a lot of control. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't like number seven hasn't spoken to him at all. You would I would have thought that up to this point she at least would have because like I mean that would have been an interesting way to bring in the whole vision thing. And vestiges is what they call the episode, vestiges. So uh, it, it'd be interesting if maybe they had him randomly speak to her, maybe, or maybe have her like appear and Deku kind of notice her, and then she disappears. It would have been. I feel like, um, as you said before, they kind of like breaknecking everything like that. I feel like that could have actually been brought in a lot smoother than it was. I mean, yeah, they did it one time in um, season two, but at that time we didn't know what the heck that was. Right. Like everybody was freaking out. Like, what in the world happened there? And we, I initially brushed it out with that maybe it was just something that happened with the quirk. Because, I mean, he explained it, it has something to do with the quirk. But um, yeah. I, I just, okay, so that may have something Deku can do. Uh, like, Ultra Instinct or something like that. But um, I kind of found out that apparently, now that his power is growing, he's now going to dream mode now. So, um, and it seems to only be happening because Deku is now utilizing 25, 20%. So that kind of makes me wonder, I wonder when he's going to go into that dream mode again. And, like, is it going to happen at 50%? Or is it going to happen at, like, 75 or 25? Like, when is it going to happen again? Because he said up to that point, he's been training himself to, to the to the near exhaustion. He goes home, and he ends up falling asleep, and he ends up in that dream again. Not really a dream, more like a... I don't know what you call it because he has control of his right hand and he see he has his eyes but he can't he doesn't have his feet. Mm-hmm. He called out specifically he doesn't have his he doesn't have the ability to stand. It does he have twenty percent of himself? Is that the Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I thought about that since I said all that, but like if twenty percent is just his right hand and a little bit part of his face, like that's not a lot. Which explains why he couldn't see anymore. It'd be interesting to see if like how manifested they were is um correlated with how much of all might they mastered like if the people that only show up partially like we're just people that never all mastered all might one for I all mean, one for all yeah <laughs> sorry no no problem but you get what i'm saying like that would be kind of a cool little twist if like you're only as visible as how much you you got in it because some of the people there weren't Manifested at all, and it, weren't some of them kind of partially manifested? Or am I, I making that? I mean, mo- you could see most of them. Um, I know number seven for sure. You could see most of her. You couldn't see past her her uh, waist though, but you, you could see most of her. Why were you looking past her waist? I wasn't looking past her waist. <laughs> That's a little weird that you brought it up like her waist like that. Like, are you I w- okay? <sighs> I'm you, just trying to figure she, out what's going she, on. She she couldn't you couldn't see you couldn't see her, the entire character, but I feel like that was mostly just a in art direction versus like I don't know if that would you could be right though I never thought about it like that why he couldn't like why his hand and his only half of his face was visible, but that could just be a visible representation of how much the power he had. So, and it was also like. His hand, his right hand, is the one that used the power the most too. So it'd be kind of cool in that respect as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I just never thought about it like that. 
I'm actually kind of upset. I didn't think about that because I was not. I would thought that was just some visual thing they decided to do, but it actually kind of makes sense visually. Because I mean, how else would he know how much of one for all he was able to use? Yeah, the guy looked right at him and said, "You can only do about twenty percent, right?" Or didn't he like show a range or something? No, he said like, you, all, yeah. you can barely use twenty percent. Is what he said. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things. Like yeah, I, I guess like I didn't thought about that. I was like, I, was, I never thought about why, how he would know. I mean, yeah, he's inside the park, but how much of how much of outside work can you see? Yeah, that's a weird thing. I don't know. Like, I mean, it makes sense. I just never thought about that, and I wonder if they were gonna explain that. I guess that's about it. I mean, other than like the ending showing them preparing, uh for another what looks to be like another exam and um some heroes have gotten a costume change namely Bakugo is now wearing a full body black suit which is like the only thing that's changed in a high collar uh Kreiti Momo has got a cape now probably to help with the fact that she's trying to create so many things that tears her suit apart mm-hmm. uh, I think that's about it though I don't remember anybody else like getting costume changes I think Todoroki was at a costume change, but I don't remember. I can't think of anything else to, like, I guess, to harp about. I that, but I didn't, I didn't take the time to pause on that and figure out what was going on, I guess. What? About the costume changes? Yeah. I don't even know what these costume changes are for, because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, they made a big deal. I mean, I know, um, what's her name? Um, Midnight made a big deal about, like, costumes being versatile. And I mean, she went on the whole thing about like how female females and their costumes have changed over the years. But um, so like, I just I don't know how versatile like Bakugo having a full body sleeves is is, but maybe it'll make it easier to funnel his sweat through. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like crazy is just so because she has a problem with war jumbo functions in her quirk. So I said it's always the cape exists. So when do you think they're going to get to the main character in this? We know Froppy goes shopping, but we don't know anything else about what she does on that shopping trip. Do you think she gets, like, some major plot device there? I, I don't know what the, what's happening with Froppy. Not, 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 not much is even said. They don't pander her. The only thing that changed with her is her ability to go invisible. But she I, must be, like, she, they must be saving her to like come in and save the day at the end. I mean, I, I mean, hey, I mean, there's there's another character kind of like her as it is that bunny girl. She's kind of the exact oh, same thing. You shut your mouth. I mean, come back. on, they both got long feet. They both got like they got both. They both Take get ammo. They both now. get ammo characteristics. Take it back now. I mean that that could be Froppy's like ultimate goal at the end of it. <laughs> oh my god. You take that back. What? You don't want her to become a cool hero that the best right using her front abilities? I mean they both can hop. They both can hop. They <laughs> they both can hop, sir. Almost, they're almost similar. Literally. I never, even, I never even thought about this, actually. They're very similar. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. I never thought about it. The only thing different 
The only thing different is that she's a she's an amphibian and she's an, she's a mammal. Barney girls can't do that thing with her tongue. We don't know that. <laughs> we feel like we can't, like we do. I didn't even know frogs could even inject their stomachs, so this is a first for me. I, I don't know what, like, I don't know what rabbits can do or cannot do. I mean, in bed, Froppy would be the only one that could swallow and spit. I feel like I say this every time I talk to you. I need to tell just to slap you at least once. Give you a good, like, wow, Eliza Bar is here. Eliza Bar apparently is here, and you said that. Eliza Bar can take it. I don't know. I mean, he's got three dots in, in the chat right now. I think he's questioning why he's here. <laughs> yeah, now he's like, I think I'm going to just... I, I think you just scared him away now. No, I don't scare away visitors. I'm the reason they come here. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I had nothing to do with that, and I just dropped a viewer. <laughs> Did he leave? Well, we'll see in a minute. Yeah, he left. Aww. No, he's still here. Wait. He's a moderator. Wait a minute. There's a six of Cyrus in chat that's been been lurking. Oh my gosh. I what? You're confusing me about what I'm doing, and I'm me. <laughs> well, somebody left. I don't know who it was, but it, and it happened after you mentioned the swallow and spit thing. Yeah, there's there's a six of Cyrus lurking in the chat right now. He might not be. He might not hear me, but I know he's there. <laughs> Here's a Steve in the chat, but um, yeah. Joking aside, I don't know if still gonna give Froppy more abilities because I feel like she's the type of character that needs them to stay relevant. Which if is, I can, I know I, I know you're being respectful by bringing this up, but if I can make a point, I think Froppy is going to just kind of melt in the background. Like they're gonna be bringing when they're doing, um, when they're doing this next tournament and it's Class A versus Class B. I see the upperclassmen in Class A, like, in the group. So that means we're going to meet all the upperclassmen of Class B as well. You know what I mean? To make this even. And they've already hinted that there's going to be, like, a newcomer that's that's a big deal. Because they were like, what? You're going to come into this too? And, like, that's supposed to be, like, a hint that there's a surprise person, like, joining the fray in the next episode. And I think that, like, Froppy just doesn't have anything that's going to make her stand out enough. Like I think that um, just, she's going, she's going to develop, she's going to develop the most amazing power. Froppy will develop the light speed tongue, striking faster in reaction time. You'd like to think so. I just don't think so. I think that she's too mild mannered. She's too um, vanilla, and I think that like she's going to just the the cast of this, the cast of My Hero Academia is obscene at this point. Like I don't know if they're trying to like set up for like a card game after this or something like that but like every single series like they they almost double the overall cast so i think that's just gonna happen again at this point don't you no because she's like she's part of class 1a and i feel like that group like I mean, you think characters are gonna like fade out and fade out into the background i think the characters are like invisible girl 
Because she's literally fading into the background. <laughs> but, um... A visit girl's never been in the foreground. I mean, literally and, and figuratively. I, I just, like, I feel like, I feel like Froppy, because, like, what they did with her, like, I feel like she's she's going to do more, and maybe because she's going a different route. Just because they're not focusing on her doesn't mean that she's going to, they're going to forget about her. I don't think so, because, um... I, I didn't even think much of Olaraka when he first introduced her. It was only after her um her introduction her introductions and her interactions with people I was like, um yeah they're doing a lot with her. I mean I I was like, one of my biggest fears with her anyway is that you know she is the shonen she's the shonen manga female character they have. Right on. My biggest concern is that they're gonna do something with her and it's, it's gonna just make her irrelevant to the finale when they when the main character needs to marry somebody. And I don't want that for her. Like I, I, I like her. I want her to have a, a love interest, but I don't want that to be her main character. So if anybody, I would say, I know you're joking around. If anybody will fade in the background, it's probably gonna be her, because like, so far you haven't done anything with her besides that whole, I'm gonna hold my emotions back for Deku thing. But so. she has a story arc. Froppy doesn't have a story arc. Froppy's story arc is, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm keeping up. You know what I mean? That's like basically her story arc. You see, Rock has a story arc. All it is is that I'm in love with Deku. I'm gonna hold my emotions back because I think it's impeding my hero work. I I, I don't I, I don't like that. She also is trying to take care of her family. Do you know what I mean? And she has her own like stubborn, strong side to her. She builds alliances with people. Like she she's part of the girl group. Like I don't know. She has potential to do something. Um, she's also learned new powers, do you know what I mean? And, and better control over her existing powers. I just don't, I think that she has a lot more going for her, like, backstory and everything. Then, I mean, the deeper you get with Froppy, the more Froppy it gets. It's just like, oh, here's Froppy's family, and they're all And here's Froppy's new ability, and it's a frog ability. And here's, you know what I mean? It's, like, not that great. And here's, like, the next Froppy thing. And it's just, it's all Froppy. But, like, with the other one, like, you have, like, body the, like the shape shifting character like use her do you know what i mean as a manipulative point like even when she's not there she's there as like a presence in some way so i just don't see it i don't see that becoming irrelevant i, I don't know because like I, 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 all i'm seeing right now is what they're doing with her is uh, with like with oraka is what they've been doing with other main female characters of shows like that that have a connection to the main character it's like like they're not doing much with her, and then like when they were doing something with her, it was awesome. But then, then the last thing they did with her that I remember is and maybe maybe and maybe there's something else with her recently. I don't remember, but that's what I remember is her whole thing with Deku, and she's been all crushing over Deku and stuff like that, um, which is quite obvious from the first interaction that was going to happen. But um, I just don't like how it seems like it's going to be. It's it's all that she that it's all that she's all about now that she's in love with the main character. And she's fighting that until the point where she says, "I'm gonna hold back my emotions because I don't, I don't want that to impede my progress or his progress." But out of that, that's been that's been her progression line. It's a big old fat fart. I don't know. I see more. Like I said, I see depth. She's got a, a purpose that's independent. She's got that weird level triangle thing going with the the uh, the shapeshifter. The um, She's got her own, like, she's got her own friends, she's got her own life, she's got her own, 
world, you know what I mean, that she's in. She's got her own plot development. I think, I don't know. There's Whether something actually happens is yet to be I think it's very difficult to say that she has no potential for that to happen. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope that they do more with her, but, like, right now, like, some of my fears about what happens to most, like, char- female characters, the ones that are part of the main cast who have a connection with the main character, like, my fears are still becoming more and more, and more strong. It's like, I feel like they're gonna do it to her, and it's not gonna be, I'm just not gonna be upset. Because I feel like they did, they did more of Froppy, more with her than they did with, like, uh, Froppy than they ever did with Uraraka. I mean, freaking Uraraka never was never like the like the star of an episode. Like you can make an argument that she kind of was with uh with her file Bakugo, but Bakugo is still kind of the main draw of that episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah, I will agree that Uraraka's got her own drive and whatnot, but a drive doesn't mean much of the the creator isn't going to do much with them. Mm-hmm. That, that's all my concerns. And great, and granted, the, this creator of the story has actually done a good job with every character. But I'm decided that they're kind of dropping off and focusing on other ones. Like, I kind of want to see... Um, this show is doing things with characters I never thought Mangekas could ever do. Just focus on an entire cast. Um, I do worry that, like... They hook me because I, I do get invested in the new characters every time they get through. Like, they, I find a few characters that I like and that I'm rooting for by the end of it. Um... Like, now I'm kind of intrigued by Hawks, for example. Do you know what I mean? But, like, I do get, like, a little tired of having to fall in love with characters and then having the story, like, essentially thrown away. Or even just being mildly interested in the characters. Like, that that kid that can shoot water from his hands and had his parents die. Um, like, they built this whole character up, and then they just kind of, like, throw it aside. And, like, they've got so much on the cutting room floor now at this point that, like you feel like maybe they'll never get back to again. And, like, that is a little bit disappointing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's a side story um, called My Hero Academia Vigilantes. I don't know if he's in there. Because some characters do kind of fall from here and into that thing. Mm-hmm. What what they've been doing in that, I don't know. Because I haven't read it. I've been kind of wondering if they were ever going to get an anime for it. But they haven't. I don't know if it's still going. Yeah. Because like, I've been hearing that some characters have been popping up in there. Uh, even Endeavor, from what I can tell, has also popped up in there as well. So I don't know, because uh, cause they talk about Endeavor being a vigilante for, at his when he was first being a coming, getting his name out there. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those. I don't. I guess I don't know. I said I'm just like I understand how you feel about her, but I still don't. I feel like they do, they're going to do more with her before they even touch Uraraka. I feel like right now Uraraka is stalled out until they get to the end of the series when Deku needs a love interest. That is that is ultimately I think where Uraraka's gonna fall, because that's all they really been focusing on her. Even in the little gag scenes that she's been doing, she's floating around thinking about Deku, and anytime she starts floating, she's looking outside the window and Deku's out there training and she's looking at him intently. And I kind of stop that with her saying she's gonna hold back her emotions, but that still concerns me, because that could become a situation where it impedes her so much, because she's like, you know, romantically, uh, romantically stalled. This is going to impede on her. I, I'm so afraid because she has all that potential, like you said. Like, I do see all that potential, but what they're doing right now with her is concerns me. Because I don't want her to end up like Sakura. I don't want her to end up like, kind of like Orihime. Um, 
I'm calling out character names you don't know. I'm just saying that these are the characters I'm afraid that she's going to turn into. Uh, Shout out to Higre, by the way. Hmm? Shout out to Kamahori Higre. It was a good shout out. That's what I'm trying to say. Kamahori Higre. Well, who's that? What? I don't know whoever you said. <laughs> That's a Sakura and then Orihime. <laughs> oh, Sakura and Orihime. Um, and sometimes like a little bit Hinata too. I'm just saying that some of these characters, like they're female characters that kind of had a pr- had a presence, but as the series went on, they focused on the main characters. They kind of just fell to the background, and they only came back up when they were gonna be paired up with a main character. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things like, like Hinata is a perfect example of like I'm afraid of Hinata from Naruto. She was um fascinated and infatuated with Naruto. She spent the most of the series that was her stick. But she came from, she had another background where she could have been, had a lot of potential, but did nothing with it. And she only became relevant later on when she got, when she um, helped out the main character, almost died trying to protect him. And at the end of the series, she ends up marrying him. But you kind of of saw that happening, but it was like, it worked out for her because at least that was what you expected from her. I expect so much more from Uraka, and now they're relegating her to this. I don't know. I'm probably like unnecessarily like pessimistic, and I will admit that. But I just don't know. Like I don't, I don't I see mean, it out. It is an anime. Yeah, that's the other thing. <clears throat> Animes do like to forget about their female characters, so you're not like completely crazy or anything like that. Like I, I see them doing more frothy. And that's not even joking. I see them doing more froppy than a rocker. She's just, loud. Be, she's just there to be interesting and add flavor to the theme. Like she's you would say that, but they kind of paired them up for the first uh, season, and it seemed like kind of Suman had interest in him. Maybe not romantically, but I mean, it, it, given more time if they wanted to, they could have easily went that direction with her. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like, it's just like right now I'm very concerned because it seems like now Uraka's growth as a character has kind of been halted. But we're at an hour now, and we've probably been live for an hour and 50. So we're going to end it here. Next week I'm going to come back, um, hopefully with fixed audio issues. Hoping, crossing everything. Um, and we're going to be reviewing three episodes. One from My Hero and then two from uh, Shaman King. So I can't, okay. wait, I can't wait to talk about that with you but until then see you guys next week sorry for the audio issues again